Michael, was that the response in terms of the results uh, that you needed after Sheffield United? Massively. Um, I think our commitment was there to be seen uh, to a man. I think everyone worked really hard, defended well as a team. Uh, we didn't have too many chances, to be fair, but when we did, we took it. It was a great header from Richie, and uh, we defended well and uh, got a much-needed win. He loves scoring against Wolves. I think that's his mm, fifth against yeah. them. Yeah, to be fair, I thought that before the game. I had a feeling he'd score. Um, so, yeah, he was a fantastic head. He got across his man and ran in the top corner, so keeper's got no chance. Tottenham have lost. You're back in the race for Europe. You must feel that. Yeah, of course we are. We've got one game to go. Anything can happen. Um, it's been a strange season. Um, we know we've got to go to Man City. Tottenham have got a tough game as well, but we saw City can be beaten last weekend. We know it's going to be really hard, um, but we're still in the fight. We've one game to go. And, Coming off the back of last week, that's all we could have hoped for. Uh, so we're still with a chance and, and we'll give it everything we got. How satisfying a clean sheet here in front of the watching England manager for you? Yeah, I think it's um, important to, to play well every game. If we keep a clean sheet, we've got a better chance of winning. I think we defended well as a whole team from the front today. And that's something we spoke about. Um, I think when we've, we've got most of our wins this season, when we have defended well as a team, um, instead of trying to be too expansive and, and playing too much football. So it's something we want to do. Um, and yeah, it was good that he was there to watch. There's a need for greater creativity. Would you would you agree with that? Say that again, sorry. There's a need for need, greater yeah. creativity. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, well, I think at the minute, um, all that matters is the result. Um, we know we can play better. We need more creativity, create more chances to win more games. Um, but looking on this season, we've won a lot of games when we have defended well and we've nicked a goal. and. We're a dangerous team on the counter-attack and, and onset play, so we've used that um, to our advantage. Just one last one, six and a half thousand fans in here. They made a heck of a noise, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. It's a special feeling to have them back. We've, we've really missed them. Um, our home form says that, but um, today you could you could hear the atmosphere. You could feel the extra energy it gave us. Um, it, gave, it gives us a huge boost, so hopefully they're here to stay now. Well, that was Michael Keane there giving his reaction to tonight's win, the 1-0 win over Wolverhampton Wanderers, finally a win at Goodison Park. And just notably there, right at the end, they were talking about the fans who were in there, saying they were incredibly noisy. Well, I tend to disagree big time on that, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Anyway, this is Ash, and welcome back to another episode of the Goodison Blue Supporters Club Ireland podcast. And it's the match reaction to, as I said, Everton's 1-0 victory at home. Yes, at home to Wolves tonight in front of over 6,000 fans fans which was great to see you know the lads did get it over the line there were some negatives I have to say in the way that we approached the game very laid back in getting the ball forward I felt we were you know letting Wolves come in at us too much you know too often especially with Adama Traore the other negative was the crowd and you know you'll, you'll all say what do you mean by the crowd well you know they did their usual as I have called it in the past the silent park as in they were choosing when to and to, to cheer on and not to cheer on or to boo and you know when we when we when we kicked off there was a huge cheer and then it went silent. Rasharrison scored the goal, a, a great header, amazing cheer, then the song of Rasharrison could be heard around the ground. Boom. Two minutes it was silent. And after that I can only recall four other really amazing efforts given by the crowd to the team. You know, to get into the game, and there's two brilliant tackles. One was by Godfrey, the other by Michael Keane, which is the one on Traoré, and the other was the two close efforts that were Gilfie Sigurdsson that all ended up in cheers and oohs and ahs and you know groans that the shots just gone wild at the post. And after that, it was just whenever they felt like it. 
you know, and I've said this before, you could have 40,000 fans could be impacted in that, game, in that game tonight and we'd still have the same. You know, some would say it doesn't matter. Well, I think it does. I think it matters big time. As fans, you know, it also it matters. It matters. It should be mattering to the players, to the response that, you know, the reaction that the fans give to players, the reaction that we get from the players. So, to put it into comparison, two other games I saw, and one in particular, you know, they had half the fans that we had tonight, and um, it sounded ten times louder. So the, the Burnley versus Liverpool match, their fans when the game I watched that the first half especially when the games kicked off, their fans were everywhere tonight. They were all over, you know, the pitch. They were singing, shouting, booing when things didn't go their way, when things went their way, and it continued on even when they went one 0 down. Just before halftime, they kept on going. They kept on cheering on their fans. That's what a crowd is for. That's what a crowd is for. And even more so on Monday night when I watched the Brighton versus City game. They were 2-0 down and they were still miles better than the Goodison crowd tonight. They cheered them on, cheered them on. And as, as Brighton got back into the game, as each goal went in, they got louder and louder and louder. And rightly so. And they really got behind their team every time they scored. And that's what matters. And it's it's what I've said before. And people disagree with me. Some people agree with me. It'll be called Silent Park. It's like, uh, you know, it. I, I'll decide in a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll clap and cheer in a minute. I'm just too busy on me phone here. That's the kind of impression that it... it gives to me so the fans need to bring the fight bring the fans you know let's get back to Goodison and not just for when we have a great crowd and a great atmosphere for the Merseyside Derby but for all Everton games our fans are passionate we know they're passionate and we, they're very passionate when they want to be so for next season let's get Goodison rocking let's get it rocking like it has been for years let's get this you know get this crowd the six and a half thousand should have been way stronger behind the team in my opinion and that's just my opinion um on that so back to the game itself a solitary goal by Richarlison was enough to grab the three points tonight and a fabulous corner by Gilfie Sigurdsson followed by the most definite touch of a, of a header I've seen in a long time and he knew what he was doing didn't have to put enough power on it because there was enough power from the cross itself and he just connected with it brilliantly and flowed into the goal um Jordan Pickford it was really only tested once in the game from a long distance effort which he saved well the Corey's first half his passing was poor he lost the ball a lot but he responded very well in the second half winning it a lot more and not giving it away as much Lucadinha and Sigurdsson in fact um, isolated the threat of uh, Adama Traore as well and Michael Keane for me he was man of the match he won everything tonight and especially that big tackle on Traore I thought Traore was going to leave him for dead but he he did use his space well and got back at Traore and actually you know brilliant tackle to stop him uh, on the other side you had Godfrey and Coleman they linked in well in fact, in fact Godfrey had some great chances you know, and great runs getting to the byline to get crosses in and it worked so well at times that Wolves actually switched Traore to that side so that the threat of um, Godfrey and Coleman getting forward was stopped because they then had to man mark him and do the job that the other lads were doing on him. So it kind of it stopped that threat. And the two chances Gilfie had in the game were very unlucky. The first was just wide of according to past the post, and the second took a deflection of a Wolves defender. And I think it actually would have sailed into that top corner. Otherwise, I don't think the keeper was going to get anywhere near it. Uh, Calvert Lewin, he did enough a, a de- decent job as well. He got, fe- he got himself into a lot of spaces, but one in particular, he did drag himself out wide for his best chance, which the keeper saved. And his other chance was early in the game with a tame header. 
from a corner that just kind of flowed back into the goalkeeper. The drawback for me then was in the second half when we sat back an awful lot, which Carlo seems to enjoy. He seems to let tell the team, okay, when you get that goal up, let's go and defend that. But I hate that. I hate that because I get the feeling of that we're going to get being caught out with a mistake that ends up in us conceding. And Wolves battled, battled away. And at one point, it came up on the screen, they had 76% possession. But in the end, it was, you know, at least it was more even. I think it was 41% to 59% for Wolves. So Wolves were the better team in the first half by far. But thankfully, that early goal in the second half, it definitely turned the tide. And it was great to see Yerry Mina back as well. He returned from injury and also uh, took part in the full game. But here's, here's the hilarious one of the game for me um, to find out that uh, James was to miss the game through fatigue. And I'm going, hang on fatigue he's back he's been injured he came back for one game and he's tired are you having a laugh i know are we going to let a player dictate to the club when or when he plays you know when or where he plays he was tired absolute rubbish he, you know if he had a recurrence of the injury i'd be annoyed but of course you know he's injured there's nothing he can do but, you know he can understand that but to be tired you know, he played a game on Sunday. It's now Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days, and he's tired. Well, what the other players are tired? You know, this thing with um, James, there's something something not right there. Something's not clicking there. And it's like, okay, I don't feel like playing today, Carlo. Uh, take me out of sight. You know, no way. We can't let players dictate to us when they play. They came out and said he was fatigued. What did he do? Travel for 24 hours somewhere and then come back? Absolute, no, absolute a joke. But... That was rubbish for me, but you know, after the the goal we scored, we did step it up a bit for a while and almost got a second with a chance for Seamus Coleman. And soon after that, we actually nearly conceded with a, pa- a poor pass by Richarlison, sent Triori on his way, and he took out three defenders, left them for dead before his team shot was actually say- saved by Jordan Pickford. Um, VAR was also involved again with when Triori, who had switched to the other side, had gotten into the box, and he was flicking up a cross, and he caught the arm of the Corey. In truth, I was surprised when VAR ruled it out, but you could also see on the other side that possibly his arm was in a natural position, but VAR ruled it out very quickly ruled it out didn't take a lot of time to look at it but for me both decisions I suppose everything did get lucky with that VAR decision but the sitting back continued and the crowd were again were reasonably quiet and then four minutes of injury time went by with Wolves really pressing for an equaliser but ever held on with Spurs losing to Villa at the same time 2-1 but, um, but sadly, both West Ham and Liverpool won, with Liverpool sadly and undeservedly fluking their way back into the top four, um, which is such a shame because, you know, Leicester deserve, deserve it ahead of them. West Ham, you know, although it looks like they're, they're not going to get near it, they deserve it ahead of them. Um, so it really boils down to the City game then at the weekend and even if we get a, somehow a result against City it's completely out of our hands for European qualification there's nothing more that we can really do in that respect and time will tell you know how that goes and obviously you know the week after, after that weekend if we're not in Europe then the players can really only blame themselves to some of the bottle jobs that they had earlier in the season but the positive is a win finally at Goodison Park you know but next season I want to hear that roar back in the old lady fire her up and keep her lit for the whole season you know it has finished at Goodison Everton won Wolves nil we have finally won at Goodison Park if the fans did get to see the 
the players do make a kind of a lap around the pitch to say goodbye for the you know for the home games that season. But you know, we'll just have to see what happens against City. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. You've been listening to the Gullison Blue Supporters Club Ireland podcast. Take care and stay blue.